Buck. Thanks for joining us. Jam and the Buckeye Boy. Early Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. If you have something to complain about, get off your chest today. Today's the day to do it. It's also Valentine's Day. So we, we asked the question today, why do you love sports? What about sports has, has always made you giddy with joy? We can't wait till football season rolls around. You're looking at every mock draft. Can't wait for spring training to begin. Pitchers and catchers officially tomorrow. That's for right. The Rockies. Without Daniel Bard, though. They're not really going to need a closer because they're not going to have a lead late. So it's, it's he doesn't not going to matter. Be there until like Tyler Di- Kenley, Justin Lawrence doesn't matter. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. No, that's okay. Well, now they're not going to the World Series with Daniel Bard. Now it's over with. Now it's, it's all over. It's done. Man. We're so close. We had such high hopes. We're being so catty. USA Today had their, or Yahoo Sports rather, had their preview kind of prediction. The Rockies got one line. It was, the Rockies are headed towards their sixth straight fourth or fifth place finish. That was it. That was the entire preview. I looked on the athletic and their preview was basically Yikes. Can, can Chris Bryant stay healthy and play most of the season? That no. was that was pretty much the focus of the entire preview piece. Yeah. Was can he actually contribute this year? Quick answer? No. Yeah, I don't know. Is he gonna play first base? That's the question. That seems to be the plan. Or he's actually played some first base. He's actually when mm-hmm. he was the Cubs played there. All right, so text or call today uh, from Andy. I love all the stick and ball sports, in which we're talking about, you know, there are people that we know that I just love college basketball. I don't yeah. love anything else. I mean, I'm just throwing that one out there. Or I, we get it like if it's NASCAR. Mm-hmm. I even get it if it's golf. Yeah, even I, though, yeah even I can though, understand Even, even though it is a stick and ball sport. That it's not like the others. Exactly. It's individual competition. Wrestling, same deal. Mm-hmm. College, high school, not necessarily your favorite. Professional wrestling. Professional wrestling. That it's such an individual sport. Tennis is the same kind mm-hmm. of thing, even though there's doubles. But it's more of an individual sport. It's the, I love baseball and don't love anything else. Or I love football and I don't love anything else. Right. We're kind of like, how does like that how? work? How does yeah. that work? Like, there's nothing about any of the other sports you can like enough to like it a little bit. Yeah. I just, yeah, I, I just, that's always befuddling. Yeah, I just, I don't get it. I try. I'm like, eh, I don't, no, no, still don't understand. But Andy, I'm with you on that. I, I love all the stick and ball sports. Mm-hmm. We talked about NASCAR. Uh, NASCAR Fred will rejoin us tomorrow in the garage. Oh, nice. Starts tomorrow. There you go. We rev back up as we head toward Daytona. So um, he'll be with us on tomorrow's program. So maybe a reason why you love sports, but also maybe what would, are, is there a particular sport that, that or two that you love the most? Or do you have sports that aren't the, necessarily the mainstream? Like, well, professional wrestling is kind of that, though. 
It's kind of mainstream. It's, it's um, yeah, it's mainstreamish. Yeah, more than it used to be. True. Like I like Supercross, Motocross. It's on NBC. It's on Peacock. Mm-hmm. But it's not for everybody. Or if you love Australian rules football, or I've talked about my affinity for the CFL. Yeah. Those kind of things. Remember we had our brief uh, brief affair with the KBO? Yeah, there was, there's nothing else on. There was nothing else on. So it immediately became our sports obsession. Yep. It was our fix. KT Wiz. Yeah. That was our team, was man, our for team. a while. That was our team. How are they doing? Are they doing all right? I don't, I don't know. are they playing even now? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Bry Guy. Morning, fellas. I love watching sports because at any moment you can see something amazing. That's really good. Good good job, Bry Guy. Yeah. It is also a wine about a Wednesday with Talon Wine. So if you want to uh, complain about something today as well on this Valentine's Day, today's the day to do it. 970-242-1340. All right, coming up, Chad Dare, District 51 Phoenix Girls Wrestling Coach. They're in a really good spot to maybe win a state title. And thanks, folks, on the front range overlooking uh, Chad's group of wrestlers. And so we'll talk with him uh, as the uh, Girls State Tournament also gets underway over in Denver. And um, that's coming up also. Uh, Avs radio voice, Connor McGahee. Avs snapping the season-worst four-game losing streak, and it's been an ugly, mm-hmm. ugly four-game losing streak. It's not like they've been losing lots of games two to one and yeah. tough losses. They've been just getting crushed. Our Wiz, 79-62-3 last oh, year. So okay. Not back. How about finish second, six and a half back of the LG Twins? Can we, can we really call them our Wiz, though, when we don't even know how they did last year? <laughs> They're still ours. Our, ours. They're still our guys. You know? They're still our boys. Yeah. It's like family. You don't talk to them every day, but you still kind of follow along with what's going on. They're like baseball cousins. Yeah, I love Like bit. third or fourth cousins. Yeah. You kind of care, but you don't really care. Right. You kind of care, but if you see it in the paper, you're like, eh, that's too bad. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> All right, 806. So text or call us today on the team line, 970-242-1340. And let's go around the NFL. The latest on the Broncos and the league. It's around the NFL on the Jim Davis Show. Get to a little uh, mock draft stuff in a moment, but i got to talk about this story involving John Feliciano. Have you heard this story about Feliciano? I've seen that name floating around the last couple days, but I have not checked out the story yet. Plays for the Niners, and we got hurt during the game. He played 31 snaps. Had a pictorial injury, so he left the game. And then Spencer Burford replaced him at right guard on the 49ers offensive line. There was that key third and four play in overtime where yeah. um, Feliciano threw his teammate under the bus. This is from Pro Football Talk for a protection bus that resulted in an incompletion. So um, the video blamed right tackle Colton McKivitz for the miscue prompting Feliciano to respond with two tweets. I know you know all, so you should know that's not Colton's guy. A quick chop is not needed if the guy that was supposed to block him blocks him. So Feliciano's implying, remember it was Chris Jones, Mm -hmm. who just came totally untouched and forced the, the quick errant throw by Brock Purdy, which led to them kicking the field goal, which led to them ultimately losing the game. Mahomes marched him down the field for the touchdown. And so Chris Jones goes unblocked. 
and the ball goes over the head of Jawan Jennings. Field goal kicked, Chiefs score, touchdown, game over. Burford replied to Feliciano, Sheesh, I open up my app to this. Get well soon, bro. Feliciano then apologized. apologized. I'm sorry, bro. I woke up hungover and being the B-word and trying to have one's back, I hurt you. In, in, in trying to have the other tackle, yeah. the other lineman's back, trying to back I hurt up you. one boy, he threw another under the It's bus. bleeped up, and I apologize. You got nothing but greatness ahead of you. I'm sorry, bro. Apparently, they've talked. They've cleared the air. Burford said it was just a miscommunication between us, man. He apologized. Burford then, in turn, took responsibility not for, for not covering the B gap between him and McKibbitts. I should have just played within the scheme. I played on instinct. It was my fault. I don't want anybody to put anything on Colton. Whatever he has going on, don't blame him. And all the while, Florio is sitting deep in the woods of West Virginia or wherever the hell he lives. Just like, yeah, yeah, look at this. Look what I start. Because that's what Florio likes to do. He likes to stir the pot. He does that, but also did not Feliciano. Oh, he did. Also stir the pot by yeah. by trying to have the back of one teammate, but clearly throwing mm-hmm. the other guy under the bus. Yeah. That's the thing where Greg Popovich, you played the clip last hour mm-hmm. about social media, that sometimes you're quick to react. You say it's like the email that you you write and you should never send. Right. It's the tweet that you write and you should not hit send. I get it. Feliciano's trying to have his guys back. But that's a case where how about just you don't comment on that. Nobody asked you. Yeah. Nobody asked John Feliciano about that play. He commented on his own volition. He did it on his own. Exactly. And the and thing th- for me is I, I agree with you 100% about nobody asked you because we all know somebody screwed up on that play because absolutely, there's no way that Steve Wilkes is going to draw up a play that lets Chris Jones run free at his quarterback. There's 0.0. There's a Blutarski level chance that that play is designed that way. So somebody screwed up. And now, as soon as you wade into the, well, don't blame this guy. Okay, then. Now there's three other guys left. It's not you. It's not this guy. Who else screwed up? And you can kind of do some deduction that, all right, it's on the right side of the center, so it's not the left tackle. As soon as you comment, you're throwing somebody under the bus. Defending one person or not, you're going to toss a teammate under there. How about you just leave that alone? Right. You just don't comment on it. And this excuse, well, I was hungover and crabby. That's fine. Uh, that's okay. You were that you way. You have every right to be. But you don't have the right to throw one of your guys under the bus when nobody a- asked you about that. Right. Where- Just because you have the, well, this guy knows nothing, doesn't mean you have to say that and then essentially cause extra drama inside your own locker room. Where it creates, where it's the, look how smart I am. Yeah. I know that that's not how that, he met, he, he's the guy that screwed up, not the other guy. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, whoops. Ooh. Yeah. Uh-oh. It's that that knock on Kyle Shanahan kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I've got to be this, Feliciano's got to be the smartest guy in the room. I know more than you. Yeah. I know more than you, football observers. 
I play on that line. I know who screwed up there. And, it, oh, wait a minute. And <laughs> I play with both those guys. This is why you don't engage with Florio, because there's no way you can win. There's no way you win that argument or come out looking good at all. And Florio doesn't care if he looks bad. I've listened to his show. He cares not one iota whether he sounds it's like a former tool attorney. Or he, a doesn't, clown. he doesn't care. Right. He's already been in that world. Like, he's a well, clown. Just listen to his show. He doesn't care that he comes across that way, or else he would try not to. And I'm not as harsh on him as you are, but I, I don't disagree with what you're saying. But John Feliciano also put himself in this spot. No, he did. It's like, you do, I agree. if you don't make that comment, if you don't tweet that, that's not a story. Mm hmm. This never becomes a story for Mike Florio or anybody else. Just let Florio sit out there with the, hmm, somebody missed a block. Now you've given him at least two more stories. The response online to your rebuttal from just the general public, and now you you and your teammate having it out on social media for a minute gives him a second story when a yeah, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. I'm going back to sleep because I'm hungover. Doesn't give him anything. It's like, don't engage. Just say, don't agree with you. That's not That's not the truth. And then, and not say, well, so-and-so should have, oh, crap, because yeah. now all of a sudden you've created, you've made it, you've, you've, ex you've walked into his trap. Mm -hmm. You're now placing blame on one of your other teammates. And now, no matter how much you walk it back, that guy's going to be pissed at you. And he's so, not going to be pissed at Florio. He's going to be mad at you. Yes. Because you're the one that said it, though. Yeah. I mean, you're the, you're the one that tweeted it out. So, good work, Jose Feliciano. <laughs> not John. Sorry, John Feliciano. Well, he was lighting his teammates' fire. Oh, that's he going, was. That's going way back. Just not uh, in the way people wanted him to. Yeah, I, I just tell you, you can blame Florio, and I, I, I get that. But if you don't give him grist for the mill, if you don't jump off sides mm -hmm. on something like this, then this never becomes a story. Yep. Kyle Shanahan, then speaking to the media, defending you know, what's now become a pattern for Kyle Shanahan mm -hmm. in blowing leads in Super Bowls, yeah. both as the Falcons OC and also as the San Francisco 49ers head coach in two Super Bowls, that uh, for Shanahan, he made the comment, I mean, you love to fix the perception that he can't win the big game because I would love to win one for what I know about football, and I know if I fix perception, that means I did everything I wanted to do, which isn't to fix perception. It's to win a damn Super Bowl. But I also know when you say big games, We've had to win a bunch of big games to get to Super Bowls. We've won a lot of big games here. We have, we've won a lot of big games to get into the playoffs. The fact that we keep getting there shows you guys how much we've been able to win big games, and I think you guys are aware of that. But these two Super Bowls have been tough losing to Kansas City. But to think that if we win that, it means I can win a big game. No, that means our team won the Super Bowl. That's what I understand. You guys can have any narrative you want. But success or failure, it comes down to one game, and I hope that I can be part of a team that wins a game at the end of the year. But to say that the Niners can't win a big game would be an extremely inaccurate statement. What the hell did you just say? You've had to win important games, Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. Important games to get to the Super Bowl. But, I... you, but you can't win. You have not won the big game. You have not won the... 
the final game of the season that crowns a champion, that puts you and your team on the top of the mountain. You have not done that yet. No, you have yet to overcome a team in the Super Bowl. You, and you know what? I think it's unfair to rope in the Falcons thing in this. Is he a part of it? Yes. He played it. He was, his role was significant, but Mm -hmm. you're right. Dan Quinn also played a big role in that as well. But now he has had two separate double-digit leads in Super Bowls. As a head coach. As a head coach and has not won either Super Bowl. Like, now there is a well-earned, this guy can't get it done, aura around Kyle Shanahan. Once, okay, that's fluky. The second time... Hey, Jimmy G's not a go out there and, you know, stab him in the heart guy. But Patrick Mahomes is, okay, now now it's like, okay, maybe it is Kyle Shanahan. Now it becomes part of the narrative. And he's got a couple of years left on his current contract. He's got them to two Super Bowls. But, yeah, I said the, fir- the first time as a head coach you go, okay, that's Mahomes. That's, that, that's a tough team to beat. That team is still tough to beat. But when you blow another double-digit lead, mm-hmm. and you can't even say, well, we had to win some really big games to get there. No, You want important games to get right. there. You haven't won that matters the most, the one that counts the most, and that's the Super Bowl. You just had a game. Sorry, my goats are screaming. You just had a game two weeks ago that somebody pulled a Kyle Shanahan's. The only reason you're in this the Super Bowl in the first place is they blew a 17-point lead. Yes, they had you down. Dan Campbell and the Lions had you buried. Yes. And you managed to, Jason or Freddy Krueger, like dig yourself out of the grave to get to the Super Bowl. Thanks in large part to decisions that they made that you took advantage of. And the Chiefs did the same thing. Absolutely. All right, so it goes to show that maybe big games, you can win medium-sized games. I don't know what's going on with this thing. (laughs) You can win medium-sized games, but now in the Super Bowl, you're 0-2 as head coach with 10-point leads in the second half. It becomes a you problem. Yeah. Not an everybody else problem. And now let's look, we won some big games. Look Mm -hmm. what we did. We did. Yeah, but none of them in February. You haven't hoisted the Lombardi, except when you were a kid and mm-hmm. your old man won too. You probably got to touch it then. Got to look at it longingly, maybe. Yeah. Also, Chiefs tied in Travis Kelsey. He's received a lot of heat for the you know, bumping into Andy Reid mm-hmm. during the game and him being upset. And, you know, like I, I said, like it wasn't a good look and it wasn't something he should have done, but it doesn't make Travis Kelsey this, this horrible right. villain, this terrible guy. On the New Heights podcast with his brother, 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 he talked about it and he said, I, I can't get that fired up to the point where bumping coach and it's getting him off balance and stuff. When he stumbled, I was like, ah, bleep in my head. And Kelsey said, look, if Andy Reid had fired back at him, it got in his face, said would have totally been appropriate and acceptable for him to do that because what I did was wrong. But there are people that are just like trying to crucify him. Mm-hmm. I don't like the look. It wasn't. It was unnecessary. I get his frustration. Right. Guy that was in there for him missed a block. Felt like he should have been in there. I get his frustration. 
He I wanted think, to win. That's what people are missing, I think, on purpose about the whole, because it goes against the prima donna nature, the diva nature, right? Which is what they're trying to use this as. It's like, oh, he's such a diva. Look at him with his head coach. No, he's yelling at his coach because he should have been in there blocking, not the other guy. Blocking. He's yelling at his coach. Blocking. Not being not being targeted no. or anything. No. For I need to be in there to help I, this team win. Because I would have made I would have made the block and mm. we wouldn't have had that happen. Right. And Andrew he, Beck does that. People love it. Yeah. Gronk, love it. Oh, look at the passion. People already hate Travis Kelsey for one reason or another, so now he's a bad guy even said, more. Even even though look he yeah, was it appropriate behavior? No. Mm-hmm. He was he was upset at the moment. Andy Reid's okay. The rest of us should be okay about it. And then his first public comment is, "Man, what a jackass I am." Yeah, exactly. He's like, "Look, I, I realized <laughs> like, I was being an idiot. I was wrong. I, I really could have hurt our coach, and I don't need to be that way. And that's that's on me." It's and like, that's, "Oh, what a bad guy. What a terrible guy for saying that." Oh, yeah, what a his girlfriend should break up with him for how he bullied this old man. Like, do you know anything about football coaches? Go go read a book about football coaches, then come back to me about bowling. Absolutely. Uh, a couple other things uh, to wrap it up here with around the NFL. Uh, XFL kickoff rule doesn't look like he's going to get the 24 votes needed by the NFL. No. Come on, NFL. Come on, really? You're not going to try it? How about a year? How about you try it for a year and see how it goes? Do it in the preseason. There you go. Experiment, see what it looks like, go from there. You have rules that are different in random places of the year. So why why not just try it yeah. out in the preseason? Just, you know, make sure somebody tells the Niners. All right, and finally, Chad Reuter of NFL.com has put out his mock draft. We're just going to go through who the Broncos are going to take in the first round, okay. according to him. Broncos make a trade. Oh. They, oh, is it bringing in Patrick Mahomes? Is this fan-sided? Is that what you said it was? No, it's, oh, it's, okay. it's NFL.com. Oh, okay. The Broncos trade up to the number four pick. And draft Drake May out of North Carolina. Hmm. So the Cardinals get a 2025 first-round pick along with a third-rounder this year and, and take the Broncos' 12th pick. So that's that's his mock draft of what the Broncos may do I, coming up in April. I don't hate it. I don't, I don't hate it. I, I just don't know what... I'm trying not to fall into the, oh, Mitch Trubisky 2.0. Who's now gone in Pittsburgh, by the way. Right. I just, I I don't know what Drake May is going to be. Yeah, I, I, don't, I have no idea. Mm. I have no idea how good Drake May is going to be. Is he going to be better than Michael Penix Jr.? Don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Don't know. Bo Nix, Jared Stidham 2.0? Don't know. All right, it's 823. And it's time for our Wrigley Field Colorado Sports Trivia. So you could win $15 for lunch or dinner at Wrigley Field on North Avenue, just east of Stoker Stadium in Sam Saplazio Field. Uh, it's the home of the 15-minute lunch guarantee. If you don't get your lunch in 15 minutes or less, it's half price. Stop by and check out Wrigley Field, Colorado or Grand Junction's uh, original sports bar. So here's the question. It's an avalanche question. Jared Bednar has the most wins in Avs history. Who has the second most wins in Avalanche history? 
as a head coach. So first correct answer, once again, if you've won the last two weeks, don't play the game. Open for anybody right now, by the way. So um, who has the second most wins in Avs history behind Jared Bednar as an Avalanche coach? So send your answer in right now. First correct answer wins. Our Wrigley Field, Colorado Sports Trivia, 970-242-1340. We'll take a break. We'll come back and talk with District 51 Phoenix wrestling coach Chad Dare. That's on the way next. It's your morning sports and more. It's the Jim Davis Show on the team. Welcome back, Jim and the Buckeye Boy today. All right, state wrestling tournament gets underway tomorrow. Dr. Lucas Archuleta for the monument wrestling coach last hour. Now it's uh, time to talk girls wrestling with Chad Dare, the coach of the District 51 Phoenix girls wrestling team. Chad, I appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us this morning. Thanks for having us. Well, uh, yeah, fantastic effort by your team to win uh, the Western Regional title and uh, crowning some champions. Uh, Certainly had uh, some very uh, uh, talented wrestlers on the mat winning titles at 100 pounds. Marissa Martinez-Quezada, she uh, was able to pick up a title. Also, Anaya Guajardo-Zarate at 110 winning a title for you. Uh, Harley Prater winning a title at 125. You also had a championship at 130 from Violet Gray. Uh, also, Shiley Tuzan at 155, and uh, a victory at uh, 170 for Clarissa McCoy as well uh, as a regional champion. But uh, uh, your team uh, going to send 11 wrestlers to state in a really good position to contend for a team title in the girls' state wrestling tournament. Yeah, we're really excited. I don't. I don't want to leave out Adelie McNeil at 190. She was a champ also there. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, we we uh, we wrestled really tough. It was. Uh, um, it, w- it was a fun tournament. Our girls just showed up and, and they wrestled loose and, and got the job done. Now, when you look at where your program is right now, I mean, 11 wrestlers going to state uh, with, with McNeil, of course, rounding out those champions you referenced, that, uh, I mean, this, this program has really developed into one of the best in the state, but it still feels like, Chad, in the front range, the, the Phoenix are a little bit overlooked by the folks in the front range. Are they overlooked as much as we like to think you might be? Well, you know, I don't know if we are or not. I, I, I think that uh, I think so, and, and I'm, I'm, I have a hard time figuring out if it's just, you know, just the Western slope with the chip on our shoulder because we always feel like we're getting slighted by the front range. But, you know, I, I don't think we're a fourth-ranked team. I, you know, I think that I'm going to throw it out there, and I think that we should be in the conversation to win the title this year. Um, of course, that's going to have, you know, what's going to depend on on how well our girls wrestle and and, you know, if they, if they show up, if they show up, we're going to be really tough to beat. Um, you know, Pomona's got four girls that on paper should win a state title, and that's, that's always hard to beat. But we've got 11 girls that wrestle hard. And uh, whether we're on the front side of the bracket or the back side of the bracket, they're going to wrestle their guts out. And uh, that's what makes this team special. They just they give full effort every time they lace their shoes up. We're talking with District 51 Phoenix uh, girls wrestling coach Chad Dare as the uh, Phoenix get ready to head over to the state wrestling tournament of Ball Arena, which uh, gets underway uh, starting tomorrow. Uh, Molly Dare, uh, your daughter didn't win a regional title, but uh, she has uh, a lot to wrestle for, obviously, second at state last year. Uh, so her experience, you would think, even though she didn't win the, the regional title, Chad, that state tournament uh, runner-up spot last year, that experience puts her in a really good position that that she knows the lay of the land when it comes to the state wrestling tournament and having success there. 
Yeah, you know, she she did stub her toe a little bit last weekend, and and uh, you know that's okay. I think it was a it's a good time if you're going to drop a match. She hadn't she hadn't lost a match since before Christmas, and and uh, um, if we're going to drop one, that's going to be at that tournament where we you know we we can kind of resettle and, and and get after it. I'm not I'm not too concerned about her or any of our girls that um, that are in contention. You know, she got a good a pretty good draw. She's got some tough kids on her side of the bracket, but we like where she's sitting and. Um, you know, just like the rest of the team, she's got a great mindset. So, you know, anything can happen when we walk into into that arena. Chad Dare, District 51, uh, girls wrestling coach with us on the, the Team Sports Network. You, if, I know you feel like all your wrestlers have a really good chance of winning state, but maybe a couple, Chad, that you really like the way the, the bracket sets up. You, you like where they're seated, and you feel like the, the path to maybe a state championship is there. Are there a couple of those wrestlers for you that uh, – you feel like uh, the bracket really is in their favor and how they've been wrestling puts them in a good spot. Yeah, so, you know, it, it's tough to say because I, I've got some girls um, all the way across our team that could just surprise some people and march all the way into the finals. But, you know, I, I'm looking at probably, um, boy, it's, it's, it's a chance of, of, of jinxing. I think that, you know, I, I like Molly's chances and Shiley, um I like their chances to make a final, and and Clarice McCoy, she got to wrestle a tough kid out of out of Pomona, but I think she has the ability to beat that girl too. So, um, and then Adelie, Adelie, her bracket's wide open. She if she goes in and wrestles wide open and loose, um, you know, on, on paper again, I think I think we could have four um, wrestling in the final, and and uh, um, but we've got to wrestle. We got to everybody has to wrestle toughest match of the tournament is often that first match and and we've got some tough you know quarterfinal matches that we're going to have to win um in order to you know to 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 get those kids there and some of our other kids up through up through their bracket you referenced adelaide mcneil who's from glenwood springs but even though rifle added a program and i believe basalt added a program that uh, she was allowed to continue to compete with your wrestling team uh, i think that that shows the the camaraderie and uh, the, the comfort level she had. I mean, that's that's not that's not a short drive. It's it's not like driving ten minutes from home. Uh, that's a commitment to a program that has uh, obviously been a program that uh, has stood by her. She's had some injuries. She's had some of those challenges. And uh, I think it's just been a remarkable journey that she's gone uh, through to, to win a regional title and now uh, contend for, hopefully for a state championship. Yeah, Adley's special. She's uh, she's been with the program from just about the beginning and and her level of commitment was was is is commendable but this year um it's just another level she's an integral part of our leadership on our team and and uh she just she's a special part of our team and i'm i'm glad that she decided to finish out her last year here you know she had to make that decision and and part of that was you know am i gonna Am I going to tough up and 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 deal with deal with that that travel? It's hard, you know. She gives it gives up a lot um, socially, and 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 it's tough to get to get her grades grades done. She's a great student, but all of that, you know, that three hours in the car just for two hour practice is, you know, that drains on anybody. And she's just been incredible through you know through the season and down the stretch here. And Chad, one final thing. I, I think that uh, it's been remarkable the growth of girls wrestling here in the Western Slope. I referenced Rifle and Basalt programs, Olathe, 
Others have programs now on the Western Slope that uh, that, that iron sharpens iron. The, the more competition, uh, particularly closer to home, just is going to make your team better. But also, just uh, the, the, to me, the growth of the sport in girls wrestling has just been absolutely phenomenal the last couple of years. Yeah, I, I love it. I, I you know I, I'm a, I'm a wrestling guy. I'm a wrestling purist, and and if it's going to grow. Um, I want to be a part of it, and that's that's why I'm part of this part of this girls wrestling movement. It's the fastest growing women's sport in the country, and uh, and and these girls are just incredible. Moffat County, Sirocco, um, North Fork, Olathe, um, Rifle, Basalt, um, Eagle Valley, and uh, um, and there there are just teams all over that are that are springing up and sprouting up and. And it is. It's, it's gonna. It is growing, and it's, it's growing the sport as, as a whole. And I just, you know, I, I love that the girls get to experience the life lessons that are learned um, through wrestling. You know, it was always exclusively for boys in the past, and it's just it's super neat to be a part of that, a part of that growth and that movement. And how fantastic would it be if you come back with a state championship, a, individual champions, obviously, but a, a, a team state championship for the Phoenix would be uh, remarkable. And, and certainly, I think, uh, doable by your team. You got the talent, Chad, to, to do it. And so we wish you nothing but the best of luck to you and the Phoenix wrestlers over the state wrestling tournament at Ball Arena starting tomorrow. Thanks for coming on for a few minutes, Chad, and safe travels over to the front range. All right. Thanks, Jim. I appreciate you. All right. Likewise. Chad Dare, coach of the District 51 Phoenix girls wrestling team hey don't be surprised they come back state champions team state champions would not be a, a shock at all all right 837 do we have a winner for a wrigley field cover to sports challenge we do okay and now ladies and gentlemen the winner of the contest it's another winner on the team sports network keep in mind this is just avalanche this is not going back to the nordiques right. or anything this is the as the avalanche franchise the lover of all things stick and ball sports from earlier this morning. Andy. All right. Correctly thumbing uh, Bob Hartley and the third period of correct avalanche win total getter guyers, the uh, leader in wins. Mark Crawford, Joel Quinville, Patrick Wajo, Sacco are three, four, five, and six. Yeah, Hartley, 193 wins in the 2001 stanley cup as the coach of the avalanche congratulations to andy today on winning our wrigley field colorado sports trivia all right 838 and uh, we've got uh, connor mcgahey coming up in just a moment who do we have here i'm surprised you didn't call over the four game losing streak this is sam from Pruda. all right notoriously sky is falling avalanche fan sam <laughs> good morning samuel how are you i'm doing fine jim davis and uh Speaking of the Avalanche, they uh, they looked more like themselves last night. Of course, it was it was the Capitals. So I, I guess we'll see how things go when they return to Florida tomorrow night. But uh, it, it certainly looked better. Uh, those four games after the All Star break were disastrous at best. Well, I, I think that they they had the players only meeting, and I think that certainly. You know, that, that brought some accountability to guys uh, within that dressing room. They they were able to address some of the issues, and, and hopefully they've maybe resolved some of those issues. I know Ryan Johansson saying, look, I haven't played up to, to, to the, the level that I'm capable of. And Arturi Lekanen certainly last night, two goals, two assists, starting to, to get back into the groove after missing all that time with the neck injury. So 
let us hope that uh, the Avalanche, that players-only meeting, uh, did did them some good in getting them refocused here the rest of the way. Yeah, I, I certainly hope so. I I normally have a standing appointment every Wednesday morning, so I'm not uh, not able to listen to much of your show, and I can't participate normally. But uh, gee, I, I've got to whine about it. You got to whine about not being able to listen. No, no, not about that. Well, I not... mean, well, that that goes without saying. <laughs> but, no, my whining concerns current sports talk radio. Okay. You know, I'm. I've been I've been I've been listening to Sports Squawk probably longer than many of the pile have been alive. So that that aside, you know, counting your show, my next favorite three shows on the team are obviously Jim Rome. Uh, I like uh, Carrington Harrison on Saturday mornings. I really enjoy his show, and I enjoy Carl Duke on. Sunday mornings, okay. and with the exception of your show, the main point of those three shows are it's one guy. He doesn't have a bunch of hangers-on, gigglers, uh, know-nothings, shouters, and screamers, and that's one reason why I don't listen to the other sports squawk station here in town, because I don't like ESPN's format. Right. Well, I do I do view, view it as it's not just a... It's, it, it's one guy as far as the name of the show, but it's not just one guy. Buckeye, Cake, Max on occasion, and then all the guests we have. I mean, they're kind of part of the show. They're obviously part of the show as well. So, well, I, 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 you know, I definitely the guests are important, but, yeah. you know, most we don't have a lot of grab assery. Uh, we don't, we don't do that. that. I'm sorry? We don't have a lot of grab assery on this show. We try not to. No, and, and that's what bothers me. Uh, you know, there's the old song, you never know what you got until it's gone. And I never was very complimentary toward DA's show, or but really the replacement the show. It's it it strikes me as the DA show in drag. Um, too much giggling, too many people talking, uh, not enough good um, content. Well, hopefully, um, I. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know, because I, I, I can't, you know, I'm not going to address their show and what they do and don't do. They, sure. you know, McLovin or Perloff and, and Maggie Gray, yeah. they, do, they do their thing. And so, yeah, I, Sam, I wish I had a really good answer for you. but uh, I know. Uh, the, only, the only ensemble show that I care for is Dan Patrick, and there's a lot of days i got to turn him off, too. Right. <laughs> well, Sam, hey. we, we, do, we do the best we can to please you as much as we can, but I, I do appreciate your... Your, I'm an old man. Your, your analysis <laughs> yeah. of our of our programming. I, I'm not I'm not get off my lawn, guy, because I wish somebody get out there and trample down my weeds. <laughs> yeah, get, go over on Sam's lawn. Get over and yeah, just don't let any of these shows on his lawn. Yeah, just yeah, <laughs> keep those shows. I guess we can be I, on your lawn though, right? We're okay with sorry that. Sorry to step on your toes, Buckeye, but You're good. you know. <laughs> hey, you guys have a great day, and I've been listening since 98, and I'm going to keep on. Well, I appreciate that, Sam. Thank you so much, <laughs> Super P1 guy. We appreciate it, Sam. <laughs> Take care. All right, you too. All right, I'm there's Sam from man. Florida. All right. I hate everything but Matlock. Ooh, it's on now. Oh, it's on now. All right, 842. Connor McGay, he joins us next. I'm Libby Pelletier in the News Center. Cuckoo, loony, and crazy. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Talking avalanche hockey with the voice of the Avs, Connor McGahee, on the team.
us right now. Abs Radio Voice, Connor McGahee. Connor, good morning, sir. How you doing? I'm doing fine, Jimmy. How are you? I'm doing well, sir. And uh, apparently the players only meeting, at least for one game. Let's help the Avalanche. Uh, 6-3 win against Washington last night. And and uh, like I said, hopefully uh, the, the very intimate heart, heart-to-heart discussions on this Valentine's Day uh, for the Avalanche uh, <laughs> maybe uh, has helped to right the ship a little bit. Well, they tend to do that, don't they? I mean, rarely do you have a situation like that where all of a sudden they they come back and it's it's flat. And Miko Rantanen said he said we weren't great tonight either, but at least we won the game, which is which is a good thing for the head, which is a great uh, thing for a big tall fin to say. Absolutely, um, and, and 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 it is. It, it's winning cures everything, and it doesn't matter how you get there. Um, you know the. the the puck wasn't going in the net the three previous games, and really four, because you only scored one versus the New York Rangers in the game where you got a point. So to put six on the board, uh, four real ones, uh, is a good thing for, for a lot of reasons. Power play scores. Uh, Nathan McKinnon has <clears throat> two points as he and Kucherov will go head-to-head here in Tampa tomorrow. Um, so, again, they didn't play... A uh, great game. I mean, they had a chance to put Washington away in the first period. They they don't do that, but they end up getting the next two after. So, start to see some resilience as well. So, th- this is this is a group, and, and every team is going to go through this. It's just going to happen. And the last time it happened like this was December of two thousand and twenty-two. And so, um, it just it's it's one of those things where. Um, Teams just need to work it out, and you work it out in February, so things are clicking in April. And let us hope that is the case. And certainly having Arturi Lekkanen, who's you know been back for a while after the, the neck injury, certainly had his best results, two goals, two assists last night. And if they can, can get Arturi going a little bit here, that certainly helps uh, the Avalanche in uh, their bid to try to get the ship or get the, the ship sailing again, get the train back on the tracks. Well, I'm going to go with the ship metaphor because I'm looking at about 18 of them right now. So let's let's go with the the ship up the channel. That, that works. And, like uh, that. The SS Lekkanen is uh, has set sail last <laughs> night, and it really did. And I had Miles Wood on as a uh, guest post game, and he, Ross Colton, and Lekkanen, in the absence of Logan O'Connor, <clears throat> with a lower body injury. Um, I mean, they look like they've been playing together for a long time. And I'm detecting a pattern with Colton and Miles Wood because we say the same thing about when OC is on that line. And so I, I think it has more to do with the way that Colton and Miles Wood play um, and that you can put anyone out there. So when you put somebody who's as smart as Arturi Lekkanen, and, and Lekkanen does not get enough credit for how smart he is um, playing the game of hockey. Uh, that that's going to get you some benefits, and that's exactly what happened last night. Um, and Artari Lekkinen, arguably his his biggest game of the season, and he's a key piece. And uh, he was in 2022 in the city where the Avalanche won the Stanley Cup, and uh, he will be again this year. Has Ross Colton fought any of those other guys to build this chemistry, <laughs> like uh, LOC? Uh, I don't think so, actually. I'd love to, and you can look it up right now, actually. Hockeyfights.com, as simple as it sounds, is the best resource for 
because they have video, they have fight cards for every player, who they fought, when, uh, polls on uh, if they won the fight or not. So I don't think the Colton has fought anybody else. I think it's just, I think it's just Logan O'Connor, which is, which is also hysterical because I don't view either of them really as fighters, but, um, but they both uh, didn't like each other at one point, and and now they're they're pretty much best friends. So uh, this this is why we love hockey, right here. This is it. Yeah, two of his last three fights against uh, Logan O'Connor. There you go. But yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think anybody else. I think those are his only two fights versus the ads. Yeah, no one um, else is on all, there. All I know. Maybe we need. How about to, that? Yeah. There you go. Yeah, maybe Buckeye, you and I need to follow this up. I mean, you know, there are times we don't exactly get along, and so right. maybe we need to, you know, go out here by the dumpster. But our chemistry is pretty solid for the fights that we do have. <laughs> the point no, I'm, I'm just trying think, to make. No, I think we need to go. We need to go to that next level. Just go out here, you know, behind the dumpster. I'll get some. You probably should talk to someone. Some, you always want to go behind the dumpster and fight somebody. No, no, not all the time. You should probably just you some work that out. It's funny because I was just watching uh, Ford versus Ferrari, and you know when when uh, uh, when Shelby and, and Ken Miles, you know they they sort of wrestle around. They're fighting in the front yard. And Ken Miles' wife is pretty much watching and, and just waiting for them to get it out of their system, and then they're all good again. You know what I mean? They hate each other. They had to they had to fight and ruin all the groceries, and then at the end they said, "Okay, just uh, have a fizzy pop," which is a English term for a soda, and uh, now we're back in good graces. So there, maybe maybe there's something to just trying to fight it out. Just get it out of your system, and, and then we're good after that. So what do you think, Buckeye? What do you think? Does that need I'm, to happen? I don't have these violent <laughs> tendencies, so oh, I'm going to violent. It's violent tendencies. I, I just think it's uh, maybe a, a potentially unique <laughs> way of enhancing our relationship on this Valentine's Day. I With don't know. violent tendencies. That needs to make the, the show drop now. Jim Davis, violent tendencies. Violent tendencies. I think that's a return cut. I agree. I yeah. like that. I think we should do that. That and the uh, reluctant dictator that uh, I've uh, I've said that I am at times on this program. Uh, Connor McGahey joining us today. Uh, Av's radio voice. And, Is there uh, such a thing as a reluctant dictator? I don't but I'm a reluctant know. dictator. I was I was trying. Yeah. No, there really isn't, to be quite you honest. You know, I don't, no. I, I don't want to be a dictator, but I'm going to do this. That's kind of what, that's the role that I play here. I don't really want to be that way, but at I, times I'm I I'm saying that doesn't be. exist. That's not a thing. I know. It's kind of an oxymoron, isn't it, really, when you think about <laughs> it's, it? It's, it's one of the greatest oxymorons. <laughs> it's like, I don't, I don't want to be that way, but I, you know I'm going to be that way. That's, I guess that's how I was trying to view so that, that, that makes you that just day. a dictator. That's I, I know, I know. You can just, you can. Thanks for poking holes in my my expression, Connor. Because you're, you're welcome. It's what I'm here for. <laughs> Thank you, man. I appreciate yeah. appreciate you getting me straight on uh, yeah. that that oxymoron there that I I delivered a couple of years ago. Uh, something good for the Avalanche certainly was a power play goal last night for Colorado. Five on five scoring there as well. Some things, particularly the power play, that have really plagued the Avalanche here uh, during this four game losing streak. Yeah, and uh, 0 for 13, uh, although they should have had at least four or five more in Florida the other night. Didn't uh, didn't get that. Um, we will not talk about the phantom elbowing call from, from last night. Josh uh, Manson. On the other yeah. side of things. Um, because, I, you know, I'm having a good morning so far. I don't want to really ruin that. However, um, the Miko Ranson and goal, and what a pass. Again, back to our jury left. I mean, eyes in the back of his head. He knows where Miko Ranson is. Arguably, at all times, it's like find my phone, but for find Miko Rantanen. Find Miko Rantanen is an app that Arturi Lekkinen has, um, and he just knew exactly where he was. 
And everyone says, well, Ovechkin's in his office. What about Miko Rantanen at the back door for that one time on the power play um, like he's done a hundred times? Um, you know, that's his office. And so that was, again, not just scoring goals, but scoring goals in certain situations. And, and that power play goal went a long way for Miko, went a long way for uh, Nathan McKinnon to not go four straight games uh, without a point. And, uh, and then, like I said, when, he, when, when you're in a stretch, whether your, your PK has given up a power play goal per game, whether the power play is not scoring any time that that trend changes, um, that's a great thing for your room. Abs Radio Voice, Connor McGahee with us today on the Team Sports Network. Uh, Abs at Tampa Bay tomorrow. And it'll be a, a matchup of uh, two of the top uh, contenders for the Hart Trophy. MVP, Nathan McKinnon, Nikita Kucherov uh, score off tomorrow, Connor. Yeah, and um, I know McKinnon hasn't had the greatest of, of road trips. And the good news for Hart voters is it's it's the entire season, yes. But, I mean, most of them, it's what have you done for me lately? So if McKinnon uh, is able to, to pick it up down the stretch here, and again, he's only, you know, he went three games without a point. Kucherov uh, gets one of the goals in Boston last night, uh, but but he's only three back in the R. Ross race. And again, I don't want this to be, you know, the R. Ross trophy exists for the player who gets the most points. But again, I remind everybody, and especially the the people who vote on this trophy who often forget what the definition is, it's the player who is most valuable to his team. And um, I just, this road trip actually could be a good argument for that because Nathan McKinnon was not going in those three games. New Jersey, Carolina, Florida. Nathan McKinnon really had three off nights. And the Avalanche had three losses. McKinnon has two assists. um, Looks better out there. The team wins. Six to three, um, so that could actually be the best argument for Nathan McKinnon, and is that when he shows up, the team wins. And to me, that's the MVP. And so, but I, I just always hope that the voters remember that when it comes time. It's not just Art Ross Trophy Part Two; it's the the player who is most valuable to his team. And to me, still, when you look around the NHL, 100%, that's Nathan McKinnon. Always appreciate it, Connor. Enjoy a little uh, downtime today. Thanks for getting me straight on uh, Reluctant Dictator. And uh, I, feel like we're, we're little, I feel like I was a little harsh, but no. at the end of a 12-day road trip, I, I sort no. of lost the kid gloves. No, it's okay. I, I had it coming, and I'm, I'm sorry that okay. uh, we, we, we had this little relationship dust up here on this Valentine's Day. In front I'm, of, in front I'm fine. Of you. I feel great. I, I don't know about you, but I feel fine. Well, I, I, I'm embarrassed we have company hey, You like won yourself. the fight. I'd feel good, too. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone feels good for you, apparently. I'm the one that's feeling bad today. Hey, God, appreciate it, man. Enjoy the rest of your you day. Bet. You bet, fellas. You too. <laughs> happy care. Valentine's Day. A happy Valentine's Day, Connor. Connor McGahee joining us today. I have uh, the Avs game with uh, Tampa Bay tomorrow. But I'm a reluctant dictator. Yeah, he's pointed out a valid point there. It's Our dictator's reluctant. I don't know. I, I just felt like I... I did not Maybe want to be... Maybe at first. I didn't want to assume that role, but I had to assume that role. Once they get a whiff of the all control, then it's like then you know all of a sudden it's uh, it's that taste. I'm no longer it's that taste of power, yeah. and all of a sudden you forget that you didn't really want that taste of power because it tastes so good.